Remember that old phone number that you deleted? Remember those old ways of thinking that you thought you got rid of? What about the things that make you feel good and powerful and successful and loved? Where are they now? Have you moved on? Well, in today's episode, I'm opening up about exactly what I've been working through in my own life for the past couple weeks. I have thought I'm doing what God has called me to do. I have thought I'm doing what is good in his sight, and I am. But I think I have a couple buts I have not dealt with. I think I might have some things hidden in the back of the closet, and it's time to bring them out and deal with them once and for all. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all. I have to just dive right into this one. So lately, I've been reading through the book of Kings in the Bible, 1st and 2nd Kings. They're in the Old Testament, and honestly, they're full of all kinds of history. A lot of names that I cannot pronounce, and a lot of back and forth trying to draw diagrams in my mind of who's the king of Israel, and who's the king of Judah, and how do they overlap, and are they a good king or a bad king, and there you have it, that's basically a total synopsis. (laughs) You know what? I actually love that this podcast is a place for me to really just share what I've been going through, what I've been learning, and often what I've learned and grown through and already come out victorious, or somewhat victorious, on the other side of now. But this one right here, today I'm truly sharing where I'm at right now. Like, I'm still working through this one. And this episode may have a little more Bible than you've been used to, but that's just how I'm rolling with it today. So I pray you stick through it with me for these next 19 minutes or so, because let me tell you, these points have made me really think in my own life these past couple weeks. Okay, so it's uncertain for sure, but believe that First and Second Kings were written around 562 BC. So that's like almost 2600 years ago. And let me just tell you, in school, history was my least favorite subject. I really didn't care to know about the history of the world or how things came to be. It just wasn't my favorite. Like math, sure, loved math. Um, PE, absolutely. But history was probably my least favorite class. But as I've gotten older and as I've lived through some things in my own life, I now have a bit of a deeper desire and maybe appreciation for history. Like, I remember being in college when 9-11 happened. I remember living in Alabama in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina came through. Like, I lived through these events and more. So I'm thinking, like, wow, these are things my children and grandchildren will read about in their history books in school. All that to say, as I read the Old Testament of the Bible now, I guess even the New Testament too, because let's be honest, that was thousands of years ago as well. But especially the Old Testament, like some of it is just so much history that for years I struggled. Dates and history and different times and names and cities and wars and just so much that I couldn't really grasp. Well, lately I've been able to enjoy reading it and really try to be open to what it says and what really happened and allow God to speak through the experiences of the people of that time and the children of Israel at that time. 
So anyway, like I said, I've been reading through Kings and it is such a trip. Like one king will be doing what's pleasing in the Lord's sight, serving the people of Israel, and then the very next king will do what's evil in the Lord's sight. And all of a sudden raising up these shrines and temples to worship other gods and give sacrifices to other gods. And then there's another king who will come who's good. And then there's another king who will come who does evil in the Lord's sight and influences the people of Israel to follow and commit the sin as well. And then you have all this just back and forth, like who has been good? Who's been doing what's pleasing in the Lord's sight? And who has been bad and done what's evil in the Lord's sight? And how do they connect? And are they related? And are they overlapping? And how long were they ruling? And it's just a lot. So finally, I'm like 35 chapters into this piece of the Bible, and there's this king named Jehu. I think that's how you pronounce it. Well, that's how I'm going to pronounce it, because Bible reading tip, don't let thinking you can't pronounce someone's name keep you from continuing on and seeking God's wisdom and direction from the scripture, okay? For the most part, and I'll get into this in a bit, he's good. He does what's pleasing in the Lord's sight, but there's a but. Is there a but in my life? Like, as I've been reading through these chapters of history and really asking God to show me what he has for me to see, to hear, to receive, to apply, to live out, I've realized I got a couple butts in my life that not only need some work, but really need to go. And I'm the one who has to put in the effort to make that happen. So in order to share with you what I've been working through, here's just a little more detail about 2 Kings chapter 10. Okay, so Jehu is anointed as king. And he's told by the prophet of God to destroy all of King Ahab's family. Now, King Ahab was all bad and totally into worshiping Baal, one of the other gods they decided to worship back then. He was making temples for Baal and like all the things. So Jehu becomes king and does just that. Destroys all of Ahab's family, like all, and basically anyone associated with worshiping Baal. It was quite the scandal, and you can go read all the details for yourself, but he gets rid of everyone and destroys the temple of Baal and everything. So let me actually just read this part to you. 2 Kings chapter 10, verses 28 to 31 says this. Oh, and I read from the New Living Translation of the Bible. It says this, In this way, Jehu destroyed every trace of Baal worship from Israel. He did not, however, destroy the golden calves at Bethel and Dan with which Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to sin. Nonetheless, the Lord said to Jehu, You have done well in following my instructions to destroy the family of Ahab. Therefore your descendants will be kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. But Jehu did not obey the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. All right, so as I was reading through this, I was so invested in the lives of the people and so into the story. And that's why I try not to jump around a lot when I read the Bible, because I like to really get into the people's lives. And if one of the reasons you say you struggle to read the Bible is because you don't understand or get confused or anything like that, then take this pointer right here for your own life. Like when you watch a Netflix documentary, do you watch 15 minutes of episode 7? Then the next day, watch two minutes of episode one. Then the next day, listen to what someone else told you about episode four. No, you don't, because that sounds ridiculous and confusing and almost pointless if you want to understand what's going on. Okay, so you catching my analogy here? Well, reading the Bible cover to cover, it's not easy. I've actually never done it in order like that, but I like to choose a book of the Bible and complete it from start to finish to make sure I can understand who we're talking about and continue on from day to day. So back to Jehu. Again, here's what had me caught off guard. 
He destroyed everyone and everything that had anything to do with Baal. But these two gold calves, these two idols, these two statues that were worshipped by others instead of worshipping the Lord, why leave them standing? I was actually so frustrated reading this. Like if I were watching this play out on TV, I would have probably put my hands in the air and said, oh, like, what are you doing? And then I turned it on me because I have learned over and over and truly try to make this a habit that when I read the Bible or when I listen to a church sermon or a teaching, I really try to say, God, what is it that I need to learn from this? What do I need to take and apply to my life? What is the truth here for me to live out? Instead of so easily trying to pin it on someone else, like, oh, he needs to hear this. Oh, this is exactly what she's going through and pointing the finger at others. So back to Jehu and him leaving those golden calves standing. What were you thinking? But oh my goodness, what have I left standing in my own life? Like, what should I have gotten rid of? What is not serving the Lord in my life? What did I totally destroy and haven't gone back to since that day? But then what have I left standing? Now, one of the things I love about reading the Old Testament of the Bible is this is before Jesus walked on the earth. This is before Jesus died on the cross for the sins of all men and women. This is still in the days of priests who would have to go to the Lord and get a word and have prophets and men of God who would speak into the people. You couldn't just go and have your own relationship with God and ask for his forgiveness then. Sin was a different ballgame too because Jesus hadn't died yet and rose again. They were still sacrificing animals and everything at that time. So I love reading the Old Testament today because it gives me this hope and this understanding of like, wow, like I have the blood of Jesus covering me. I have salvation through Jesus Christ. Like if I lived in the Old Testament, I wouldn't have any of this. And that's just a side note about reading the Old Testament. Like always remember, you're reading about the time in history before Jesus walked on the earth and before Jesus died for our sins. So things look a little different then. So after reading through this story of King Jehu, the first thing I'm asking myself is, what have I left standing? You know, as we grow, especially in our relationship with God, but in maturity and in life as well, there are certain things we realize in our lives that just don't serve us anymore. And honestly, maybe they never did. But there are just certain things that we have to not only push to the side, but absolutely destroy and completely get rid of. Like there are some phone numbers that served you for a while, but you've not only stopped calling, you've totally deleted the number and maybe even blocked that person, often for your own mindset shift to take place. You got rid of it completely, but then there are some things that you've left standing. There are some things that you may have deleted the phone number, but you still remember his email address, or you secretly lurk on social media a little bit here and there, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Or am I? Now, this is where you have to talk to the Holy Spirit for yourself. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you examine your own heart. Because let me tell you this, as much as I'm here to share with you and share about my life and about how God's word goes with my daily life and how it's impacting me every day, I'm not your Holy Spirit. And I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do. You have to make those decisions on your own. Just like I have to make decisions on my own, and with each decision, good or bad, come consequences, good or bad. So there's always going to be something produced from the decisions that you make. What will it be? Will it be peace, joy, happiness, love, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control? Is that what will be produced in you and radiating through you to others? Or is it confusion, 
isolation, division, defeat? So I want to ask you right now to really think about it, and I hope that you already have been, but what have you left standing? What have you left standing in your life? And really, really try to think about it. Whether it's a person and an old relationship, whether it's an addiction that you kind of kicked for a while, but you picked it back up here and there. And let me just be really clear as I'm feeling this one. An addiction does not mean only alcohol or drugs. An addiction could be shopping. An addiction could be working out. An addiction could be having your body as an idol. And if you think that sounds familiar, head back to episode two of this podcast titled, Is My Body My Idol? for some extra thoughts to work through in your life. So I'll ask you one more time. What have you left standing? As I pray that the Holy Spirit begins to work in your own mind and heart to bring anything to the surface that you've left standing, let's get into the next question I want to ask you. Why have you left it standing? Now, I'm just going to lay it all out right here for you. I'm about to cover the who, what, when, where, and why. So that's where we're headed with this one. But why? Like, for what reason? What's the purpose? You know, I look at these kings and Jehu destroyed everything, even all the people who worshipped Baal instead of the Lord. But why did he leave those calves standing? Like, why did he leave that option open? Now, the Bible doesn't tell us, so I'm not going to speculate. We don't get to add words to the Bible based on our own hypothesis. We read what's there. But I'm curious, and I wonder. So I look back to my own life. Why have I left this thing standing? Why have I left this relationship standing, holding on by a thread? Why have I left a piece of this addiction available to me? Why have I left this negative mindset standing, this jealousy standing? Why have I left this insecurity standing? Why? Now, there is an answer. You just have to be really, really honest with yourself. There is a feeling this thing fulfills and there is something. There is a reason. And I challenge you to think through it. Why have you left it standing? Well, let's continue. Where? Where have you left it standing? Now, this is actually interesting, but it's also really important because I believe location matters. I look back into the Bible at this situation and King Jehu knocked out everybody and the Temple of Baal but left these two gold calves in Bethel and Dan. Where have I left my golden calf standing? Where have I placed it? Where have I put it away for safekeeping? Where have I put it so that nobody close to me would even be able to see it or recognize it in me on a regular basis, but if I want to go pick it up, I know exactly where to find it. Location matters. Maybe it's a physical location. Maybe it's a mental location, and chances are you know how to get from your current space to where it is real quick. So again, ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Location matters. Where have you left it standing? Who? Who is affected by it still standing? Now, you know what? Something that was really cool to me when I was in Bible school, we did an assignment and we had to write down a sin that we have committed in our lives. Any sin. And it shouldn't have been too hard because we all have committed sin in our lives. Whether it's a lie or not completely telling the truth how we speak about others, not worshiping only God and actually worshiping our bank account or a paycheck or something else like we can. Picking out a sin in your life shouldn't be that difficult. If it is, then you might want to check your pride a little bit because come back down, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But the assignment we had was to write down the sin, then list every single person who was affected by that sin. And at first it seemed like, oh, well, that's not that bad. But as each of us began to write the list and be truthful, there were generations and many different families affected by the decision. There are families involved. There are people involved. You have influence. 
There are hearts involved, and the ripple effect is real, and it's vast, and it's fast. And you have to be able to recognize this. So if how leaving this golden calf standing and it affecting you isn't enough of a reason to destroy it, think of who else is affected by you leaving it standing. It's so much bigger than just you, but also you need to recognize that in fact you, you are affected by it still standing. You may think you're not affected because you may think you've dealt with it. You may think it's set aside. You may think it's in the past or you're over it, but think again. And finally, how? How much longer will you leave it standing? How much longer? Now, this isn't a new phrase. It's used in our everyday lives. It's used with children. It's used with people who are visibly affected by something. It's used in the Bible. How much longer will you live like this? How much longer will you deny this? How much longer? It's a question we often don't like to answer, something that you've maybe even hid to the side. Something that you don't always talk about, but whenever it comes up, it feels good for a moment, and then you realize and remember and recognize why you, quote, let it go in the first place. Well, how much longer will you leave it standing? How much longer? And to be really honest, this all comes back to your heart and your decisions. You can stand here all day and say you're more than a conqueror. You can quote all the scriptures telling yourself you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You can say it's in your past and that you're an overcomer. So if that's true, if you say it's in your past, if you say you've conquered it, why are you still keeping it tucked in the back of the closet in your house, in your heart, in your mind? So let's bring this full circle. What do you need to destroy and delete and get out of your life completely? Completely. And not leave any trace in any peace and keep moving forward. God has plans for you. So stop keeping what you built on your own, what looked pretty when you built it, what makes you think you feel good and important and loved and special and qualified and confirmed, but in reality it leaves you empty and insecure and frustrated and defeated every single time. Why do you keep going back to that job? Something about it serves you, but God has so much more in store. You've even quit before thinking there was more out there for you, but you've gone back more than once because it's familiar, it seems safe, it seems comfortable, but you're still left feeling unfulfilled. Well, obviously they will keep bringing you back. You're desirable. You have qualities and talents and gifts. They were given to you by the one who created you for a unique and specific purpose. So I'm encouraging you. I'm challenging you. Dig deep within yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you examine your own life. What have you left standing? Why have you left it standing and where is it? Who is it affecting and finally how much longer? Because let me tell you this, God is a good God. And if you stop reaching back and going back to what you built on your own thinking it was the best for you, and you move forward worshiping the one true God and reaching for what he has for you, there will be nothing more that you need to create for yourself to worship. He will fill you up. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Fit. 
I'm so grateful for you and I've recently hit 1,000 downloads of this podcast and have discovered that I have listeners around the world. I can't believe it. Would you do me a favor and share this episode on your social media and let me know where you're listening from? Oh, and don't forget to tag me. I'll see you next time.